to end if love remains a unique show spotlighting people ideas science culture and art your host mike lovett mike lovett You are listening to And If Love Remains. I am your sometimes virtuous, occasionally vile, but always virile host, Mike Levitt. And with your hope and help, I do that all the time. Man, that's pretty epic. But with your help, we can help this video go viral. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Um, So, you know, I'm going to try to do one of these kind of reaction-like videos. and obviously the purpose of a reaction video is to get a reaction out of you by having a reaction by me so hopefully that will take place and that symbiotic relationship will happen and we will have a proper reaction now i'm going to do something so controversial something so out of the norm that you know you guys are going to be shocked but i am going to do reaction video to Well, let me start here. One of my pet peeves, one of the things that I despise is when somebody tries to ram something down my throat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if you have to tell me so many times that something is superior to something else and, you know, without a whole lot of, uh, evidence, shall we say, um, then I'm just going to not, I'm just, I'm just going to push back on that and say, you know what, maybe, uh, uh, that I, I don't know. I don't know if it's superior. I'm not sure if it is superior. Um, and one, I think the great cases for this is, <laughs> yes, I know this is gonna be silly to some people, but the metric system, like I have a visceral reaction to the, to the, uh, metric system, mostly because it's been tried to been pushed down my throat since i don't know elementary school it's so superior zero should be frozen blah 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 milliliters i don't even know it's ridiculous to me okay ridiculous um i don't have anything against the metric system or people who use the metric system like you're not inferior as persons it's just a to to try to tell me that i'm inferior for enjoying or for preferring cups versus milliliters. Like, come on, come on. So I'm going to be reacting to this video by Johnny Harris, um, who is one of those smug reporters who I love because they're just so smug. (laughs) They're just hilarious to me. Like they're young um, and they think they know everything. And, um, you know, and, and, and they're always the type of person who, um, you know, it knows more than, than their ancestors or their elders. Like they're smarter than everybody in the room. And that, that kind of, you know, I have a visceral reaction to that too. 
<laughs> because I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. And so, you know, I'm going to fight back that when I hear that. Anyway, so uh, the name of this, uh, let's see, the name of this particular video is why I will never use the metric system. And it's kind of a, um, what shall I say? Um, he's, he's lamenting the fact that, that he can't use the, the metric system. So let's, we're going to watch this video. I'm going to react. I'm going to stop and give some, some of my thoughts. Um, you know, Hey, go subscribe to Johnny Harris. I suppose he's smug. He's, you know, totally like he knows it all. So since he knows it all, I think you should subscribe to him and you should then know it all. So here we go. Uh, let's see. You know how many feet there, there are in the mile? This is the moment I realized I will never use the metric system. Okay, let's see how, how far you can jump. Ready? My six-year-old is constantly asking me to measure how far he can jump. Okay, I'm going to count it. Ready, set, go. And inevitably, this ends up happening. Okay, stay there, stay there. One, two, three. That was two meters. No, it was six. Oh, six feet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because your six-year-old is more intuitive than you are. Like, he's. Uh, I'm not gonna say. Sm well, maybe he's smarter. Oh yes, the intro. The entire world uses the same measuring system, except for three countries. Okay. So you have the richest. This is where it starts, right? Everybody jumps off. Everybody in the world uses the metric system except for three countries. And he'll go into it and, you know, whatever. But come on. Yes, we know the United States does not use the metric system. Yeah, I know. Right. Deal. The most powerful country. And then you have this small African nation that the U.S. kind of invented to, like, ship slaves back to. It's a weird situation that I made a whole video about. Okay. Of course, we're going to you do the listen. I believe in America. I don't believe in. I believe that American imperialism exists. I think it's evil. I think it's wrong. Um, you know, but like to, to to like smash this into a video about the metric system is kind of silly. Totally, totally different. And then you have Myanmar, a Southeast Asian country that used to be called Burma. You don't see maps like this very often, where the whole world is one color. And then you have three random countries peppered across the globe that are a different color. And I'm looking at you, Britain. I know that you're green on this map, but we all know you still kind of dabble in pounds and pints and miles. I want to show you exactly- Because the British are smart and they don't, anyway. ...how this happened and show you why I will never use the metric system. When somebody runs a 5K, I have no idea where that translates into miles. A thousand two-step paces of a Roman soldier. We have no reason to be ashamed for using feet and pounds. Now, many calculations are merely a matter of moving the decimal point. One of the great things about Americans is we won't change no matter how good it would be for us. I just want to just throw in here, like, no matter how good it would be for us. What does that even mean? Like, we're the greatest country in the history of the world. And so it would be so much better if we use the metric system. Like, it's this, these kind of arguments that drive me insane. So I hope they do too for you. 
or you get a reaction and you hate what I'm saying and that's okay too. Cause Hey, win, win, right? Hey, real quick, we'll get back to metric in just a second, but I need to thank today's sponsor because that's how I run a business so that I can make these videos for you. The sponsor of today's video is NordVPN, which is a brand that has supported this channel for a long time now. And I'm very grateful. A VPN is a thing that sounds really fancy and technical, but it basically just allows you to connect to the internet via a different country. This is useful for a lot of reasons. I've been traveling a lot lately and I've been able to use NordVPN to connect to my internet. We use miles, his miles on his credit card or his kilometers. I'm not sure. Via, via the United States so that all of my Gmail and accounts don't think that I'm like a hacker in a different country. This is very, very useful to me, especially in the world of endless two-factor authentication death loops that I've been in many times when I'm in other countries. It's amazing how a little affordable tool can just fix that. And that's what NordVPN does. Oh, and by the way, it's not some like coding tech boy thing. You just literally press a button and you're like. And can easily and simply with one, you know, uh, just translate kilometers into miles for him. I'm just curious. I don't know connected to a VPN. It also works the other way. If I'm in the United States and want to connect to the internet via Canada or the UK or India, I suddenly get access to all of the things that Canadians and British people see when they like log on to Netflix. It's pretty cool. Oh, and NordVPN also has this new thing called threat protection, which basically when it's turned on, you can surf the internet. Threat protection will keep you from the metric system and not worry about trackers and malicious ads and malware and all of these things that you just don't want to worry about when you're on the internet. So there's a link in my description. It's nordvpn.com slash Johnny Harris. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gets you in on an exclusive deal where you can sign up for NordVPN and get four months for free. Oh, and you get 30 days to decide if you are going to use this or not, and if it's useful to you and you can get all of your money back if it's not. Pretty good deal. Let's get back to why I will never use the metric system. Idea. The first thing humans measured was time. Think of like sun, moon, stars, sundials, constellations. This was pretty easy because we're all looking up at the same night sky. It basically does the same thing okay. every day. Am I nitpicking? Is that really true? Is the first thing we measure time? Is that really true? I, I mean, I don't know. Is it possible that the first thing we measured was, you know, the, 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 the length from um, that boar I'm going to kill and me, I mean, it could be time. I'll give him that. And every night, totally reliable and unchanging. Measuring stuff like weight and length way, is weight. Every single time, <laughs> see what I did there? Every single time that they've tried a metric time system has utterly failed. You don't want to know why? Because the normal system is intuitive. Every single culture uses a seven day week. Every, we use a 12 month year. We use the moon as, as a, you know, semblance of a month. We, you know, the. Harder. And for a long time, the best thing we had was our bodies. Humans are about this big. So we've always wanted a unit of measurement about this long. The earliest unit of measurement that we know of is the cubit, which was basically the length of a forearm. Not super precise because we all have different sized forearms, but it got the job done, at least in the case of building. Yeah, but you could standardize 
the size of a forearm. I mean, okay. So this is, this is, again, it's like, it's, it's like our, our ancestors were idiots. I mean, presuming that it was the Egyptians that, you know, built the pyramids, they used cubits and it's so precise. It's taken modern technology, um, you know, today, basically in the last 50, hundred years to be able to be, to have as precise a measuring system as what the, as, as what the Egyptians used, you know? And so maybe they were using the metric system. I don't know. Were they? Sneeze. <laughs> I don't think so. Giant pyramids in Cairo or in Noah's Ark, which was apparently 300 of these puppies. Over time, humans needed utterly to measure bigger and longer things. So they began using their daily activities as references, which was mostly just like a lot of farming, like the acre, which was the amount of land that a farmer could manage to plow in a day, or the hundredweight, which was kind of how much a man could carry on his back comfortably. Because, yeah, it's the same for everyone, right? Again, the smugness is insane. Like, our ancestors were not idiots. It... Oh, yeah, but we don't know anything about standardization. We don't know, wow, yes, some people are stronger than others. I never thought of that. Oh, my God. So by the 1700s, there was like a billion ways of measuring things. But up here, they had a few popular ones. So you've got the foot, which was, well, the average length of a man's foot. This is a ruler that you always have handy with you. Handy. Hand, foot, handy. Right? Should we keep that? And then you've got the inch, which in the 1300s was decreed as three grains of barley laid end to end. From the midst of the ear. Right. Who knows what a barley... But it was also, like, based on uh, the average person's size of a thumb. I mean, so again, yes, they're trying to standardize something that's part of the body, something that, that's intuitive, something that we all understand, um, and and something that we can you know easily go and and use you know we can go and say hey i need three inches and go eh, eh, eh. okay that's about three inches and in most circumstances in most times unless you're building a pyramid um or unless you're you know need a baked bread oh wait they were able to do those things without the metric system corn is super convenient right <laughs> Who needs a measuring tape when you could just bring around a little pouch of all your barley corns to measure things with? And then there was the yard, which was like the average your thumb. Measurement around someone's chest. And then King Henry shows up in England and is like, we need to standardize the yard using my body. And for a while there in England, it was King Henry's body, like the length from his nose to his thumb, or like the length of his arm that was used to derive all of these like yard-like measurements. It was his literal body. That I'm no fan of a king, but yeah, he's trying to say, what did I say? We're trying to standardize it. We're trying to make it. And so why, like, where's the hate? Like there's plenty of reasons to hate King Henry. Like, come on, man. But to say, because they were trying to standardize it by use, it's used like, blah, blah, blah.
that's what they were using. And then there's the mile, which is the distance covered by Roman soldiers walking 1,000 paces. They then somehow discovered that the mile was roughly about eight furlongs. Furlongs, of course, being the distance that a team of oxen could plow without resting. The pounding was defined as the weight of 7,000 grains. 6,987, 6,988. Really terrible. What is happening? I mean, all of these men. I don't know the etymology of pound, but I don't think it started with 7,000 grains. Again, he's, he's taking these things to the absolute ridiculousness. And again, let's this, this talk about what's the point of 7,000 grains or whatever. The point of it is that it's trying to be standardized. They're trying to say, okay, we, we understand that what somebody can lift with one hand easily is going to be different per person. And so we're just going to make a rough and we're, we're just going to decide. So is it a construct? Absolutely. But it's based on stuff that's natural, easy to use stuff that is, that is intuitive to human beings. You know, I wonder where the metric system came from. Let's find out. It seems so tenuous and inconsistent, and they were. 6,900. It's only tenuous and inconsistent because you live in a modern world where you're not farming, where you're not, use, you know, you, you're not going out and, and using um, an ox to, to, um, you know, to, to plow a field in one day and see, like, only because you don't get it. Because it's not because they're dumb, it's because you're ignorant. In 99, 7,000. We've got a pound, everyone. We've got a pound. It was madness. Madness? Like, really? I mean, are there, like, treatises of, of in newspapers of, like, we got to somehow figure out this pound thing. Oh, my gosh. Does anybody know what a mile is? Oh, like, seriously, dude. <laughs> I mean, only somebody that grew up with like fearing climate change would come up with it's madness. Meanwhile, down here in France in the late 1700s, they were dealing with their own madness and it had nothing. I don't know if he's fearing climate change. He just seems like the kind of person that would. I'm generalizing. Thing to do with measurements. At this time, the French were beheading kings and queens, and they were drinking lots of coffee and sitting around in salons doing science things. The people of France wanted to change just about everything. And the measurement system. So the people of France were living in a time kind of like ours. It's extremely decadent, extremely narcissistic, and completely out of touch with the world. And and you know, and is trying to to scientize everything. Like, okay. I see why this guy likes the metric system. It reminds himself of today. Systems were not off the table in these discussions. So in the middle of all of this enlightenment, they look at each other and they're like, why the hell are we using our forearms to measure stuff? They needed something Because it's worked for a thousand plus years? Like, why would you... Like, I... Listen... I'm a musician. I'm a creative person. I I am not anti-change for change's sake. I think change for change's sake is a good thing. And it's nice to like explore these ideas. But at the same time, you know, to to for these people to be like sitting up there going, man, 
why does the common man use their forearms to measure stuff that they're building? Huh? I wonder why they would do that when they could just ask us and we'll tell them how long something is. It's not like barley corns and forearms, but something that they could peg their new measurement system to that was an unchanging baseline. How about... So they want a god? What? What? The literal planet we live on, said the coffee-drinking French science guys. We should measure this distance right here and divide it by 10 a bunch of times. That's way more practical than a forearm. Let's just measure the Earth. and get a really precise unit of measure so that we don't have to use our feet and arms. Great idea, but how the hell do you get this massive measurement in 1792? And the answer was this thing, plus some math. So these two French astronomers go out into the French. A noble exercise. I think it's wonderful that you can take a contraption and use math and figure out the size of the earth. I think that's wonderful and beautiful. But then just like to take that to the next level is like, okay, because, well, this, yeah. Countryside looking for high up places like hills or like castle towers. And then they looked through this fancy little platinum map telescope and measured the angles between two points out in the distance. This fancy telescope allows them to make this measurement without having to walk these whole distances. And in this way, they could start making little triangles across the French countryside. And then, using some basic math that we all learned in middle school, they could start to calculate a hyper-accurate distance along this straight line. It took them seven years to calculate all of this, but they got it. Respect. That's pretty epic. I think that's cool. I think every middle schooler should try it. And once they had this distance, they were able to calculate this distance between the North Pole and the equator, one fourth of the Earth's circumference. So they took this line, this measurement, and they chopped it up into 10 million little parts. And one of those parts is called a meter. Like this is pegged to a real unchanging measurement that is our Earth. I mean, it'll change eventually but not in our lifetimes. The name meter comes from the Greek word metron, which means a measurement, which is just like super literal and precise and exactly what the French Enlightenment was all about. Now here's what it's all about. Yes, the French Enlightenment wasn't about killing kings and then killing themselves. The meter. So now you have this meter, and if you divide this into 100 smaller units, you have a centimeter, centimeter. So put a 1,000 of these side by side, and you get yourself a kilometer, a kilometer. The best part about the metric system is the time it saves in computation. Wait a minute, I can do this. It's all about tens. So okay. this measurement. So the best part, the best thing about the metric system is that it saves time in computation. So, okay. I mean, that is a benefit. Is that a reason to switch from forearms to measuring the earth? I don't know, maybe. It might be worth it. I mean, somehow people were able to, you know, computate measurements before that. But okay, hey, internal calculator, move decimals. I that's how it was sold to me. Like, hey, right on. Um, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, again, in hindsight, 
being 2020. Like, was the French Enlightenment? Was that, is that the best? I mean, is that who we should be looking towards as um, where our, where our greatest ideas should come from? Um, like, you know, the idea of, you know, uh, I don't know. I, 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 listen, I'm just a dumb musician. I'm just saying like they murdered a bunch of people. So it was 10 million of these divide that by a thousand, you get 10,000 kilometers. Okay. So this is 10,000 kilometers. One fourth of the earth's circumference. Four of these should be 40,000 kilometers. The earth's circumference is 40,000 kilometers. Perfect. Wait, what? No, I don't want miles. Come on. What? It should be 40,000. What's this extra 75 kilometers? Go smarter than he is. Doing here. Well, it turns out that one of these French astronomers actually made an error in his calculations, making the final meter about 0.2 millimeters shorter than it should have been. The guy quickly okay. discovered this. This is hilarious on every level. So the entire thing, the basis of this entire system of being based on an immovable, unchangeable, uh, immortal, okay, maybe not immortal, but this, this object, the earth that will never change. And they screwed up. <laughs> the forearms can be different. Like in the middle of it, but he didn't tell anyone because support for this new system was already really tenuous, and he didn't want anyone to have any more doubt or skepticism. <laughs> no more doubt, no more skepticism. We were just wrong. We were just wrong about the whole thing. Buddy, I find it funny. Turns out the metric system isn't literally perfect. Take that. Finding this measurement was the hardest part. Take that. Now that they have it, they were able to build an entire okay. system. Spoiler alert. He's still going to assume that the metric system is perfect. Even though it's not. Purely based off of this. Let me show you. Okay, so now we want a unit for volume. Let's build a hypothetical cube that is 10 centimeters on all sides. Fill it up with liquid and you have a liter, one liter. And from there, you can do the same thing that we did with meters, centiliters, kiloliters, you name it. It's all 10, which makes it so much easier to convert between these different measurements. It's a lot easier than barley corn. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but like, what's more intuitive? 500 milliliters. Or two cups or three. I don't know. I don't know what 500 milliliters is. So it could be four cups. It could be one. I don't know. All I'm saying is like, to me, I obviously I grew up, I'm biased admittedly, but like, I know what a cup is. I, I kind of know what a milliliter is, but 500 milliliters. I don't, part of the problem with the, with the metric system, I think, um, in my mind is that they don't like, you never hear about anybody using centiliters or kiloliters. Like it's milliliters or liters. 
and that's just how it's kind of it, you know it's, that's how language works you know we we go to, towards you know we, we we tend to move in, in certain directions and, and use certain things more than others but um like 500 why, why don't we use you know um 50 centiliters you know or five kiloliters instead of 500 i don't know did i do that right uh it's intuitive okay so now we have a liter which is a volume thing let's use this to make a unit for mass aka weight I know they're different, but it's like the Earth's gravity makes weight and mass the same when you're written on Earth, blah, blah, blah. I get it, commenters. I see you. I see you typing right now. Back off. You fill this liter with water, and now you have a kilogram. Divide that by a thousand, and you have a gram. Add a thousand kilograms together, and you have a metric ton. I mean, it's okay. simple. It's Yes. I mean, this makes sense on a theoretical level. Um, but again, is it more intuitive than... Like how much can an average person pick up or how much a, an, an average man can, can comfortably carry? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I mean, if you grow up in that system and if you use that system, then, it, then it's intuitive. But as far as like how our body works and, and how in our daily lives we go about things, you know, how does the size of the earth matter to how much a person can carry? There's, there's, it, it, it's, a construct to the constructs level. And, um, you know, again, it's, I don't think it's, it's any more intuitive. It's more theoretical. It's more, um, you know, I, 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 you know, it's different. And again, I'm, I'm not against people using the metric system. I just don't see why, a guy like this wants to shove it down my throat and say, it's so superior. I just, I don't see it. You know, I don't see it being superior at all. Listen, I use the metric system every day, you know? Okay. Not every day. Cause I hate working on my car. And so whenever I get out of soccer wrench and I have to see the 10 mil thing, I'm like, oh, I about want to throw up. Cause I know I'm going to screw something up and make my car worse. But you know, just saying. Tens, it's hundreds of thousands. Now, many calculations are merely a matter of moving the decimal point, not the pencil. Okay. Okay. So now they have all. I, I, this is again, I think, an important point. What's the purpose of the metric system? The purpose of the metric system is to make calculations easier. So it's really, it's really for the guys in the ivory towers that are trying to calculate stuff that it's mo most useful for and what it was really created for. For the guy on the street who's making um, bread, who's building houses, it was, not it was not made for that person. I mean, I think that's an important thing that, that needs to be said. It's like, it wasn't made for you and I, it was made for the guy in the ivory tower to help so he can calculate easier. So it's not intuitive. It's, in, it's, it's so that these high priests of measurement can tell us what is what. Like, I'm not going to go... I guess maybe I don't have a middle school education, so I can't, you know, calculate the size of the earth, but that doesn't make any intuitive sense on how things are built. You know, a furlong makes a whole lot more sense than, you know, I don't know what it what would it be a half a kilometer, a centil, a, a, a centimeter two five centimeters. Wait, no. Five, wait, 
What's between a meter and a kilometer? That's weird. I get, wait, yeah, meter. Kilometer. Meter. Okay, but I know, I understand. There's nothing really between yard, I guess furlong, you know, but we really don't use that. Okay. I'm just thinking it through. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. These units that are scientific and standardized and founded on concepts of exact measurements. And this is really the first time that humans ever had this. The Frenchmen all looked at each other and like, good work, guys. Exact me measurements. They were, the measurements were wrong. So like, again, the whole, this is, this is part of the frustrating thing. Like, don't tell me it's about exact measurements when the measurements were wrong in the first place. And you can get the exact, you can get, be, be just as accurate with, with cubits, yards, feet, inches. And you can like, so don't, don't, don't try to tell me like it's exact or it's perfect or it's that it was, it was wrong from the outset. It's wrong. It's totally, completely wrong. So like, man, it, uh, we did it. The coffee helped. This is great. What should we call it? And they settled on system. Okay, cool, great system, but why don't I use the metric system? What happened? Well, that has let's find out to do with pirates and international politics. So France is like, this system works okay, pretty so damn well. Turn involved, I'm in all the way. Like, yes. We're impressed with ourselves. We should tell the rest of the world. Hope haste. So it's the late 1700s and France is going around country by country with a literal meter stick being like, hey guys, look what we invented. It's pegged to the earth. It's like literally like we measured this entire thing and you should- Pegged, not pegged to the earth. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hammering. For as many times as I was told this metric system was the superior and perfect, like I, it's pegged, not pegged to the earth. Yeah. And you guys, it's like, you, it's like, it's based on a lie. The whole thing. We knew it was wrong. We, we knew- we knew all the time that when have scientists ever said that they knew they were wrong after the fact that they knew they were, huh. it's never happened before. Never. The scientists are never wrong. Adopt it because it's really precise. It's going to make international trade way more efficient. And people were like, mm, this is cool, but like we're a little skeptical. And meanwhile, in France, they were still kind of skeptical. The current leader at the time was this guy, Napoleon. We've all heard about him. And he was super into it. He's like, metric is awesome. You know what else he was into? Making sure everyone liked him. So when he saw that the French public... Totally into the metric system. So, okay. Yes, Napoleon. You know who was totally into the metric system? Hitler was totally into the metric system. So we should... wasn't super jazzed about uprooting what was working for them for like hundreds of years, he decided not to enforce metric by law. So France ended up in this weird limbo for like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to force it down your throat by law. It's going to be four. I mean, 
you were put you in jail. We're going to put you in a cage if you don't measure it the way we want to measure. That's so. I mean, that, that's exactly. human nature never changes. Never. 30 years. And meanwhile, the U.S. is like looking from across the ocean and they're like, dude, metric, the total fad. There's no way. Like Napoleon is it's like wishy-washy. There's no way this is actually going to stick. Let's hold off on the whole metric thing and just industrialize with our very silly system that is built on like people's feet. Metric system. Yeah. Because everybody has a foot. Unless you donated it to science, I guess. The tool of the devil. My target's forty yards to the hotel. But we'll get back to the U.S. in a minute because there's still hope. In the meantime, France finally gets fully on board and successfully sells not only their public on the metric system, but the world. They're like, come on, guys. We sent two dudes out to do trigonometry with their golden telescopes for like seven years for this shit. Trust me, you don't want to do that on your own. Adopt the system. It was a don't tough sell at first. On your own. Don't read, um, you know, uh, Plato on your own. We'll, we'll, don't worry. We will tell you what it all means for you. We'll tell you what the measurement is. We will be the high priest of goodness and mercy and love and measurement. Just to get people to switch. But eventually they did. Started with Belgium, then the Netherlands and Luxembourg, then Algeria, a French colony, 20 years later. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Partly because countries realized how rational hey, colonialism sucks. But partly because Europe was taking over the world at this time and bringing their values and language and systems to every corner of the globe forcibly. <sighs> yes. Colonialism. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just hilarious. <laughs> Forcibly, we will put you in a cage if you don't uh, uh, become French and measure in meters. Make it into every one of my videos. Okay, but what about the USA? Well, France had some beef with the US at this point. Kind of a long story, not going to go into it, but what's important to know is that the U.S. was weirdly put in the middle between this, like, frenemy bromance gone wrong between France and England. So at first, America wasn't invited to the inner circle to be introduced to metric, but as the world was adopting metric, France finally decided to send a guy over to deliver this, a prototype of the... We will bring the profit of the metric system from France and hand it to your you know, priestly people. Therefore, it will be adopted in all the land as known as America. Almighty, ultra-logical kilogram. Inviting the U.S. to join the rest of the world in this measurement revolution. There is hope for the USA to go metric. So this French ship is sailing across the Atlantic with the kilogram on board. And a storm hits it and blows it into the Caribbean. Where it runs into it's totally God's will for the metric system to fail. <laughs> a group of British pirates. The British pirates capture the emissary from France. They imprison him and they try to gain ransom from France for this guy. 
Well, they end up accidentally killing the French guy, but they notice that he has a... Accidentally killing the French guy. <laughs> I like pirates more every day. Package. And the pirates are like, oh, shit. This is addressed to the U.S. Secretary of State Thomas Jefferson. Mm. Us Brits are cool with the U.S. right now, so let's bring this over to New York and deliver it. Super courteous pirates. I like these guys. But when they get to New York, Thomas Jefferson isn't the Secretary of State anymore. So they just hand it to the guy who is now the Secretary of State, Edmund Randolph. And Randolph's like, what the hell is this weird hunk of copper? So then he gives it to this other guy who just keeps it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks to geopolitics and... It. We already have a pound. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, it's a great paperweight. Hold the door open. Doorstop, yeah. That's what I would use it for. Pirates, the U.S. didn't get the kilo in time to convince them to maybe adopt France's new superlogical system of measurement. Britain also refused for a long time, sticking with the system. He's starting to use superlogical, ironically, because I don't think so. That was developed using some dude's foot. But eventually they got on board. No. But not fully. They still dabble in some weird old imperial ways. But get this. They've changed some of the imperial things since the U.S. became independent. Like their pint, which is like 25% bigger than the pint here. They're both called the pint. But go get a pint of beer in the U.K. and you're actually getting four ounces more than you would in the U.S. As if having one highly illogical, unreliable measuring system, including feet and teaspoons, isn't bad enough. There are now two of them floating around that have the same names. It gets real bad when you look at the ounce, which is a word that is used to define several different units of mass, weight, or volume. Same word, bunch of different things. Okay, okay, but- There and there and there. How hard can this be? This is my home turf. This is my measurement system. I got this. So an ounce in the UK is 120th an imperial pint. That seems nice and easy. That's 160th of an imperial gallon, approximately. That's approximately 28.41 milliliters, kind of gross. Okay, that's the imperial fluid ounce. You he's doing here? This is so insane. So we're gonna use an imperial measurement to then like determine what the metric system measurement would be. I mean, but that wasn't what he was out to do. He was trying to see how it makes sense. And like 20, 160, I mean, these are nice round numbers. So to use, so then to go and say, oh, it's, it totally makes no sense because it doesn't work with milliliters. That's infuriating. That's so, it's, it's Mm, it's so disingenuous. It, I mean, again, that's the smugness I'm talking about that I just abhor. It's, it's insane. In the UK. Okay, so then the US ounce is 116th of a US liquid pint, which is 128th of a liquid gallon, which is exactly 29.57352956252 milliliters, making it about 4.08% larger than the imperial fluid the ounce used in the UK. Okay, but wait, this is just a fluid ounce. What about the weight ounce? The one that came from like the 7,000 grains to be a pound? So it's 7,000 grains to a pound and then 16 ounces to that pound. So that's 437.5 grains to an ounce. But if I want to convert the weight ounce there, there, there. Which one am I using? 
Oh, you need context? <laughs> What's context? <laughs> to the fluid ounce, I just need to multiply the volume by 1.043176 times the density of the ingredient or material so that we can easily switch between the fluid ounce and the weight ounce and the pound with the 700,000 grains. And 16th is one sixteenth of a pound is the ounce the grains are. Just convert it. Babbling because again, he's he obviously you know he's making a point, but the what's the point that they're they're not compatible with metric or that they're not compatible with each other? Like it's two different peoples that are, that that are coming up with something that works with them to say like, and clearly it's compatible because clearly we do commerce with each other. Somebody figures it out, so. Again, this goes back to the smugness of like, I am so superior and so much smarter than my ancestors. They didn't know what they're doing. So I need a priest from on high to tell me the size of the earth and then let me know what a what a meter is. It boils my hide. Yeah. I'm a pirate. As long as they kill French adversaries. Uh, Google. <clears throat> and you got it. Super easy. Yeah, Google. <sighs> Figure it out, yeah, right? that's where we're at. It's a total mess. You know how many feet there are in a mile? 3,000 something. Every country on earth adopted the metric system eventually. Yeah. Besides, like, the, I, I, I kind of, obviously it's funny. The man on the street thing is always funny. But that's because a mile, a mile is a mile. Like, we know what a mile is. We know, like, a, you know, in a car, you, you do a mile, depending on how fast you're going, in about a minute or two, okay? On foot, it's going to take you about, you know, I don't know, between 15 and 20 minutes, something like that. Like, okay, maybe more like 25. <laughs> um, but seriously, like, we know what a mile is. The problem is, like, what's more intuitive? Like how far we can walk in a half hour um, or how, um, I guess, you know, in the case of the, of the mile, you know, how long a Roman legion could, could walk in an hour, I guess. I, I forgot. I forgot. I don't know. I don't know. But it's way more intuitive than like a 10 million, a, a, a 10 millionth of the earth, which is incorrect. Because you did the calculation wrong. Thank you, High Priest. These three countries. U.S., Myanmar, and Liberia. Okay, so that's the end of the video. All right, me amigos. Listen, I hope you had fun. Again, huh, I'm not anti-anybody who uses the metric system. I'm only anti a person who says to only use the metric system. And you're an idiot if you use the normal system. The normal system, because you know, feet, hands, forearms, arms. Hope you guys had fun. Mike is gone. You are listening to End of Love Remain. Gone, but not forgotten. First of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. Trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization. To die.